It is 7.04 Monday evening. Yeah, Mondays and Wednesdays here on AM640, the Employment Hour. Dave Vaughn is here, of course, covering the Monday night, as he always does. So we'll look at uh, employment matters, severance offers, anything under that banner. You're a contract employee, maybe you're not. Misconceptions about severance, we'll cover it all. And I think it's probably safe to say that uh, no member of the New England Patriots will be losing their job. But uh, Atlanta Falcons, who knows what's going to happen down there? Man, oh man. Yeah, I was expecting a few calls from them today, but uh, <laughs> right. we didn't get them. Hashtag so. Canadian laws. Can't yeah, help you. Can't yeah, it's help tough. you. Bizarre game, though. I think they're in a Big union, time. too. So. Are they? Oh, players' yeah. union. Good yeah, times. Exactly. So they have to go through the agent. So uh, your phone calls anytime. 416-870-6400-STAR-640 on cell. Would love to get you in here tonight talking about something or anything you have to do with your severance, your job, misconceptions, concerns. We'll take them all. Dave's here to answer your uh, your questions for the next hour. So week that was is how we start. What do you got, brother? Yeah, so the uh, first case I want to talk about, uh, we resolved at a mediation uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was a uh, just cause termination. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, this, uh, this gentleman was uh, terminated due to performance concerns. Uh, he had been employed for 10 years, and over the last couple years, uh, I guess his sales had deteriorated, and uh, they had uh, issued him a number of warnings just about his sales, not meeting sales targets. Um, they gave a number of these warnings, and unfortunately, it didn't improve. Uh, so they eventually terminated him for cause and didn't pay him anything after uh, 10 years of service. Nice. So it was a tough one to yeah. uh, tough one to take for him, uh, and he's you know he said I, I was doing my best, I was working as hard as I could. It's just the I wasn't meeting the sales. Um, so we went to a uh, mediation, and uh, we were able to resolve it uh, based on twelve months worth of pay, and um, that's because we we were able to convince the company and their lawyer um, that they did not have cause to terminate the employment relationship. No. It's very difficult to terminate for cause and not provide someone with severance, uh, especially based on performance concerns. And uh, the big problem from the company's point uh, or perspective was that these uh, these warnings uh, about sales they didn't provide him with any help. Um, they didn't. Any, no, there's no help there. Right. Um, it just said you need to improve your sales. Um, there's no uh, ways of doing that. They didn't work with him at all. No how to guide. That's right. right. Yeah, and that's key. If you're going to terminate for cause based on performance. Well, first of all, it's going to be very difficult, Mm -hmm. but if you're going to try to do it, you need to provide some clear direction and basically help this, help the employee and show that you're making a a good faith effort. It can't be, you know, every month that the person doesn't meet their sales targets and you issue them a warning. That's, that's not, uh, not a genuine, uh, performance improvement plan. So if, I mean, if, since he was a sales guy, that would, uh, your severance uh, that you managed to get for him would encompass everything under the sales, his bonuses, any commissions outstanding, all that stuff. It did. Yes. And that's a key issue that comes up uh, with sales uh, individuals, um, frequently that, you know, they all have a base salary and then uh, a huge part of their compensation is often bonus or commission. And uh, a lot of employers will try to, you know, they'll say, oh, we're giving you a fair severance package. We're giving you, you know, in this case, 12 months, but it's just your base salary. Well, 50% of his compensation is commissions, right? So you didn't give him 12 months compensation. Right. Or sometimes they'll try to get you out and say a month before the bonus is handed out and they say uh, you don't qualify for the bonus, which often is not true as well, right? Yeah. A lot of the time companies will try to let people go right before uh, the, you know, annual bonus is due uh, and try to say, well, you weren't employed. We have a policy on the, uh, on our computer program that says you had to be, you know, employed to get your bonus and uh, courts uh, continue to uh, you know, punish employers for trying to do that. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Bob and Newmark, you had the opening call. How are you, Bob? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you? Good, man. What's your concern? Uh, well, it might take a bit of time to explain this. I'm currently with an employer, been with them for about 10 years, uh, have always had excellent, outstanding performance evaluations. My most recent one, uh, late October of 2016. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, originally, I, I started with the firm under the pretenses of participating in the succession plan to eventually uh, take a senior executive management level position. Uh, you know, uh, recently we were in some uh, discussions regarding a potential merger partnership. Uh, I brought forward some information to our board that was just very high-level financial performance of the partner we were looking at. The board subsequently tabled uh, that that um, that item, and I think it was really being driven by the CEO as a uh, you know a direction that uh, they wanted to take. And since then, uh, and that's just in the last month and a half, uh, the the ongoing training and mentoring towards the original uh, position, the succession plan, has kind of been revoked and taken away from me. I feel, you know, I have effectively been demoted and that my prospects going forward for career development, whether with this employer or with a different one, have been sabotaged because of, you know, no performance issues or anything, but just... Um, you know, working for someone that is really quite, uh, for lack of a better word, pissed off that, yeah, you know, sure. some information came out that wasn't positive. Bob, uh, was this, uh, so what, what role do you have right now? What's your position? Uh, well, I mean, I would rather not. No, <laughs> I mean, what's senior, the job title, Bob, do you, generally? I'm, I'm a credit manager. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the position you're supposed to? Um, Ascend to. Yes. Yeah. Chief Executive Officer. Okay, wow. um, that's obviously a big, uh, you know, big promotion. Was it was it in writing, or was this just all verbal? Uh... Well, it was verbal at the time, back eleven years ago. But it has been in writing several times since, as part of our annual business plan, uh, as part of board uh, meeting minutes. Uh, you know, I got lots of documentation to show that direction and that development that was supposed to occur in my career advancement. Okay. So in, in most cases, a, you know, the lack of a promotion isn't going to be enough uh, you know, to constitute constructive dismissal. Um, with that said, it sounds like this actually could, uh, there could be some type of contractual uh, arrangement here between mm-hmm. you two, or at least some representations made by the company uh, that you would, um, you, know, you would take over this position. And if these were recent, um, and if they're now treating you poorly because of uh, what you identified, um, that, uh, and you're starting to be marginalized within the workplace, that could potentially create some issues for for the company, and uh, there there may be something we can do about that in terms of constructive dismissal. Uh, as you've said, it's a you know quite a specific issue, and it sounds like it's a, a complicated issue. So, um, give me a call tomorrow, and we can really delve into this and, and figure out how to best handle this. Bob, I'm going to give you a number before we take a short break. Here, it's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Or simply Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Watch more of the show coming right up. Your calls as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Employment Hour, the Monday night edition. Talk radio, AM 640. The Monday night edition. Dave Vaughn is here taking your calls right until 8 o'clock. Yeah, we got open lines, 416-870-6400, star 640. On sale, we'll get to the severance pay calculator here in just a minute, an amazing tool, but first we'll continue with some uh, some cases that came by our desk this week. Yeah, I have an interesting uh, temporary layoff situation mm-hmm. I dealt with uh, last week, actually. A, uh, a woman uh, called me and uh, had been given a uh, temporary uh, layoff letter, um, just no recall date, uh, right. we'll continue your benefits, we can have you on a layoff for 35 weeks. Um, you know, they, they told her they'd call her back when they had enough work. Um, initially this woman thought that this was okay because it was a layoff and, you know, the employer told her we're allowed to do this. 
Um, she had never been laid off in the past, uh, and her contract of employment did not allow for layoffs. Um, so obviously, as the listeners know, as you know, John, um, she could treat this as a termination, a yep. constructive dismissal, right, and get severance pay. However, in this case, uh, this woman really wanted her job back. Um, she was not interested in severance pay. She wanted to go back to work. So what we did is we wrote a very um, polite letter to the company mm-hmm. just explaining that this was not allowed, that this is a termination, and um, gave them the opportunity to uh, give her her job back. And uh, they did, uh, they hired a, uh, a lawyer, and uh, we negotiated her return to work. Um, they confirmed that they would never lay her off again, and they could not do that. Wow. And, and if, it, if they did, it would be a termination, not a temporary layoff. And uh, they actually paid her her uh, the back pay that she would have uh, she was owed for those couple of weeks she was off of work and paid her legal fees. So um, it was quite a good result because uh, we got her job back and she's not going to be laid off ever again. How often in those cases do you actually see where the employee says, you know what, no, 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 no I, I want to go back to work? A lot of people just jump at the chance to to start anew, I guess, right? A lot of people do, and a lot of people, uh, you know, they're seeing the writing on the wall that maybe there's right, not a lot of work right. there or they're not wanted anymore. So it's tough to go back in that environment, and I understand why people in most cases don't want to go back. Um, your employer, you know, especially if you've been there for several years, your employer said, we don't want you, we don't want to pay you, we don't need you. Um, so a lot of the time people don't want to go back to work, and that's understandable. Uh, there are some cases, though, and we see them once in a while, where um, it's a good job. And uh, they don't want to look for a new job. And yeah. they, it is going to be take them a, quite a long time to find that work. So uh, they're happy to go back to the position. And a lot of time that happens when you're not working necessarily with with the person that made the decision, right? A big company. Right. Um, there's nothing personal about it. And uh, they are willing to go back. So uh, that, that can work as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You want to call in until 8 o'clock tonight. Dave, answer your questions. Uh, severance cape, uh, pay calculator. This is a cool tool. Describe. Oh, the severance pay calculator. Yeah, it's great. Uh, check out our website for that. And uh, basically, you go on there and you just uh, you type in uh, your age, your years of service, and your position. Really and cool. It, yeah, and it'll give you an estimate of uh, the severance pay you're owed. Because we get a lot of questions, um, you know, how much am I owed? And we need to know those uh, those three factors, age, years of service, position. So uh, rather than having to, uh, to call in, uh, you can actually just go on the app, uh, go on the website, and uh, type that stuff in, and you'll get the answer. You know what's funny? People will do that now, severancepaycalculator.com. They'll look at the number and go, whoa, no, 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 no. This number is way too much. Then you get the call saying, is there a bug in your calculator? Because this isn't right, but it is, right? Those are those are different Those are different benefits. Those are, yeah. It, th- those are the, uh, that's what the uh, severance uh, pay calculator provides. And uh, usually what we do is tell, uh, give us a call after right. um, because there could be other circumstances that could even increase it more than that. Um, there could be a contract of employment that impacts it. Um, and, and there could be unique situations um, that, that actually increase that severance package. So. Let's talk about uh, clarifying some of the misconceptions uh, and since we're talking about that topic with respect to severance. For instance, uh, you have to work at least five years to get severance. A lot of people believe that. Yeah, that's a very common one. Um, you know, I'll, I'll speak to some, you know, many people and I go over their entitlements and, you, and, you know, based on the severance pay calculator and they'll say, yeah, I saw that severance pay calculator and, uh, you know, but I don't have five years of service. My employer told me I need five years of service mm-hmm. or my body did. Uh, that's not true. Under the common law, you're entitled to severance pay regardless of your length of service. Um, obviously, your entitlement to, to severance pay will increase the more service you have. So uh, length of service does come come into play, but uh, there's no five-year five, uh, five year threshold at the common law. Ivan, we'll get you in here quickly before the break. Uh, what's your concern? Yeah, my wife is uh, currently on uh, medical leave right now, and it's about to expire, but she's not able to go back to work. So what's the next uh, process step here? Is she on some type of uh, short-term or, or long-term disability plan? 
It's uh, short term provided by the government, the EI. So ju- it's just the EI. They don't have. She doesn't have an insurance uh, provider through the company. No. Okay. So uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot she can do um, to to get uh, you know more EI. Um, is there a chance she can go back to work soon? No. Well, the, right now she's on uh, temporary uh, EI because she works at a golf course, so there's no work in the winter. Oh, so she's she's on a medical leave through EI, but there's. She's also she's seasonal. Seasonal, right? yeah. Okay, uh, so there's there's not a lot you can do in that situation other than uh, look for look for new work or uh, or wait until the season starts. Right, but she's not able to go back to work yet. She hasn't okay. got clearance from the doctor yet. Oh, she okay. hasn't got clearance from the doctor. So does that make a difference? No, there's, there's not a lot you can do in that situation, wow. unfortunately. Still there? Oh, we lost Ivan. Not sure where he went. We'll take a, a quick break. Your phone call is coming up. Simon, I see you there. Hang on. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on sale. We'll continue our discussion as well with the misconceptions with respect to severance here in just a bit. 725 here on your Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on sale. Yeah, we got some open lines for you. Got uh, Simon on line. Simon, thanks for, uh, for hanging in, fella. How are you? No worries. How are you guys? Good. What's your concern? Um, so last November, towards the middle of the month, I was uh, let go without cause, um, and I was working with the company for about a year and seven months, and I was relocated about three hours south of where I was based out of to become a, a store manager, and um, upon perfect results for the store hitting targets, uh, about five months later, they came in and said they were investigating me for allegations, and then they were they, they didn't progressive discipline me or anything, uh, but Three days after that, an executive came and said, you're all good. Don't worry about it. Just keep up the good work. Uh, Don't worry about anything. And then uh, three days after that, I was handed a letter saying I was uh, let go effective immediately with no no cause. And I didn't sign any paperwork or anything. And I just felt like I was wrongfully terminated, having relocated and bought a house that was far away from my family because I was promoted based on good results. Simon, now, how old are you? I'm 24. 24. And a year and a half of service and you're a store manager? I was. I was recruited out of a different company. Okay. How long were you with, with the other company? Uh, nine years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And um, in terms of the termination letter, what did they offer you? Uh, they did, they just offered me uh, two weeks pay plus my vacation time owed. And that was it. Okay. And did they did they address the allegations with you? Did they try to say, you know, we think we have cause because of this. However, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try to pay you. We'll pay you two weeks. No, they just felt that uh, they said in verbal, they said... Um, uh, in the letter, it just said, based on the communication you had with your manager, my regional manager, uh, okay. they felt I had been dishonest, and yeah. that's why I've been let go. But it was not with, with cause, it was without cause. Okay. Um, they they said there was no evidence of any of the allegations, but they still felt that I was uh, dishonest, and that's why they let me go. Okay, and did they pay you the two weeks pay? They did. They paid me the two weeks, um, okay. and plus my vacation time owed. Okay, which is the minimum standards under the Employment Standards Act. Um yeah. Given your years of service, age, and position, um, and the fact that, uh, and this is the key factor here, is that you were, it sounds recruited. like you were recruited from other employment that you had for nine years. Yeah, um, so I was, brought out, I was brought out of the other company into as a kind of a training manager, and yeah. I worked in two different stores, and then they said since my results were so good and I was improving so well, they offered me a store that was far away, but they said you'd have to relocate for it. So I did, I moved... Uh, I moved my fiance and I moved my life down to that area to run that store wow. and gave them good results. Yeah, okay. uh, and then they just came out of nowhere with this. 
Yeah. Okay. So um, it's it's tough to uh, to pinpoint a specific uh, you know amount of severance pay you're owed just because of all these factors. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at the year and a half of service, you know managerial position, um, age of twenty four, you're probably looking at somewhere around three to four months worth of pay. Um, but the fact that you have nine years of service with another company that you were recruited for and moved um, for this job, um, you could be looking upwards of six months. Wow. So, yeah, they uh, only gave me two weeks, and I, and I made sure I didn't sign anything. Good, good, I, yeah. I, I was going to go to a lawyer, but it was just before Christmas, and I had a mortgage, and, and I couldn't just afford that, the, like, the legal fees for it. Yeah. And I did, I did find a new job um, you know, a month later, but at the same time, I still feel like I was, I was wrongfully done by this. Yeah. Well, first of all, we'll uh, we're happy to speak with you uh, w- without uh, charging you. So don't worry about the legal fees. Mm-hmm. Um, the The fact that you have a new job can limit what you're owed because severance is supposed to uh, basically bridge the gap of unemployment. Uh, so right. you're not going to get severance pay. Um, assuming your job, it pays the same. Uh, you're not going to get severance pay past uh, the, the point where you uh, got the new job. Yeah, um, it took me it took me a month and a half to get the new job. Okay, so uh, you're looking at about you know four or five weeks worth of pay there that you're owed. Um, yes. And are you paid the same now? Uh, I'm with well, the bonus system that was at my old job was a lot more. So okay, I was uh, I got a bonus percentage based on the store's performance, mm-hmm. but I had to work the whole year to get that. Yeah, so they let me go after I I made the store profit. So they let, let you let go, go right before paying you the bonus. I uh, no, the bonus paid out in July, and they let me go in November. But okay. I did I did a cure bonus for that store uh, during those months. Right, and you weren't paid it? Uh, no. Okay. No, because it all adds up into, into July, but they never paid it out to me. Okay, so... Uh, so that's outstanding as well. Yeah, that is. So uh, it's definitely worth getting in touch with us, Simon, um, mm-hmm. because it sounds like there's some uh, not only outstanding uh, bonus owed to you, but uh, also uh, severance pay, so... Oh, yeah, that, that's what I thought. So, yeah, definitely get in touch so with you guys. give us a call tomorrow. Uh, it's free of charge, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll be happy to speak with you. Simon, it's uh, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. Taking a quick break. We'll get to more of your calls here very shortly. You know that number, 870-6400-STAR-640 on cell. We'd love to get you on the line. You have concerns about your severance or anything else under that topic. That's what we're here for till 8 o'clock tonight. AM 640 Chopper Traffic now here once again is Ari. 733, Dave Vaughn here answering all your questions. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. That is the number to call in. We're talking about employment. We're talking about severance and misconceptions as it relates to. So the company has to have a payroll of $2.5 million. That's the one you hear all the time before you get severance, right? Yeah, this is a common one. Uh, once again, not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're entitled to the same amount of severance pay at common law, regardless of the size of the employer. Uh, regardless to um, you know of the financial success or or might of the employer, uh, I'll often speak to people and say, well, you know, this is a small company; uh, it doesn't have a two point five million dollar payroll, or the, you know, my company's been struggling financially, which is a similar uh, similar point, right? Doesn't matter um, whether it's a big company or a small company; they owe you the same amount of severance pay. Where does that come from? Well, it comes from the Employment Standards Act because the Employment Standards Act. Um, has a concept called severance pay, and um, it is actually based on five. You know, you have to have five years of service mm-hmm. and a payroll of two point five million. But that does not in any way impact the your common law severance pay. So when we say you know someone's entitled to twelve months of severance pay, um, that's true regardless of uh, you know the size of the company or the, the payroll or the uh, how much money they have or, or whatnot. Be nice if they put that on their website. That'd be, it would, that would be great. Would, that would yeah. help a what, lot. Yeah. What website would that be on? <laughs> <laughs> How about severancepaycalculator.com? There's That's where you right. get the real answers. 
unreal. So we're talking about uh, misconceptions with respect to severance. Uh, when you're let go, it's uh, two weeks for every year of service. That has got to be the most common one there is, right? Yeah, it is. And uh, I often speak to people, you know, I've heard, then they say, I've heard it's one week per year of service or two yep. weeks per year of service or something like that. Um, I think, again, that comes from the Employment Standards Act because uh, the minimum standards does have some uh, termination pay is uh, generally a week per year of service and, and same with severance pay. But again, that does not impact common law severance pay. Um, there's no uh, you know, strict formula based on length of service. Um, as the listeners know, as you know, John, uh, we, we look to a variety of factors mm-hmm. when determining the severance package. Uh, age is huge, character of employment, um, length of service, and the availability of similar jobs in the marketplace. And really what those factors are supposed to predict is how long it should take you to find a new job, because that's the purpose of severance pay is to, to right. bridge the gap of unemployment. So yeah. uh, there's no strict formula with respect to length of service. Yeah, so if you're a 24-year-old kid working in a, in a warehouse and you get let go, your severance will be less than a 55-year-old CEO who's got the top of the company, obviously. Absolutely. Right? Because jobs for him are going to be a lot more rare than what you just lost if you're a young guy. Yeah, that's true. Right. Talking about misconceptions when it comes to severance, the uh, number, as always, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. If you are using the quote signs in the air here, fired, as opposed to laid off, then you get no severance. Yeah, this is a uh, very common misconception. I, I think people uh, associate f- being fired with a, a with cause termination. Right. And, yeah, uh, yeah, good call. And, yeah. and laid off with a without cause termination. Um, but whether you're fired, laid off, terminated, you are entitled to severance pay unless the em- uh, employer can establish just cause for termination. And uh, as we know, that is very, very difficult to do. Um, so whenever an employer's uh, alleging just cause, uh, I would strongly encourage uh, you know, people to, uh, to give us a call because uh, it, it's rare uh, to see a, a true cause termination. It has to be quite serious misconduct and uh, a number of different warnings. And uh, you have to give the employee the chance, uh, a chance to uh, improve and, and correct the wrongdoing. And a lot of employers just don't handle that properly, so they jump the gun a lot of the time. It's funny, you get a lot of the, uh, the calls to come through with people that have been let go or fired, as they say, and it's... It's the tone. You feel like it's they, uh, they're, com- they're not really wondering or they should be wondering at some point how much severance they're going to get, but it's more like it's, a, it's got that how dare they you know, feel to it. Like that's their concern is how could they fire me, which they can. even with, As long as they pay you proper severance, they can fire without cause at any time, but they have to pay the proper severance. People still have trouble with that concept. They do, and uh, you know, it's understandable. It's a, you know, a job is uh, you know, it's a very personal thing, and mm-hmm. to get told you're not needed anymore, you know, we don't, we're going to go with someone different. It's tough to take, right? Um, so I understand why people uh, people approach it like that, yeah. and uh, it, it can be difficult, and uh, it, it's personal. And uh, at the end of the day, though. Um, you know the reason doesn't matter unless they're uh, they're withholding severance pay for you based on uh, you know alleging just cause. Uh, they don't have to provide a reason. Uh, they just have to provide you with an appropriate severance package. Yeah, we often you know we used to joke in the show that you know you come in one day it says you know you drive a blue car. We only like people with red cars. They can actually let you go for that as stupid and asinine as that would be. They give you a full pop in your severance. They can do that. They can, right? yeah. And I, again, I've I've never heard of that happening. No, Lior is a classic example. The blue car. <laughs> I, I still I'm waiting to hear uh, to speak to someone where that's the reason. But no, it, it doesn't matter the reason unless it uh, you know it has to do something with the uh, hu- Ontario Human Rights Code. So. Right. Uh, if it's based on race, uh, gender, um, you know, religion, religion, whatever, right? um, yeah. you know, you'll see it sometimes where the terminations arise a lot of the time when uh, someone's coming back from uh, maternity leave. Don't mess with mama. No, do and, not uh, mess with mama. You know, we see that far too often, no. and. Uh, 
it's quite common, actually, uh, unfortunately. 416-870-6400, star 640 on selling. More of your phone calls. The uh, lines are open. You want to give us a call. We'd love to have you on here. Another one before we go is uh, short service employees get very little severance. Again, not true. Yeah, and this is tied to that uh, week per year of yep, service or time. month per year of service misconception that we talked about earlier. Um, you know, I'll often speak to people and they'll say, you know, that I had a senior job, um, you know, 58 years old, but I was only there for two years. Um, so I can't be entitled to much. Maybe, uh, you know, I heard it's month per year of service, right. so I only uh, two months. Um, short service employees are, it's you know, they're entitled to severance pay just like everyone, anyone else. And it seems like they're actually going to get more severance pay comparatively. It's disproportionate sometimes. It right? is, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'll often speak to people who are, uh, like I said, a senior position, uh, you know, in their 50s or 60s, and they have one or two years of service. And there are a lot of cases um, supporting a notice period or a severance package of, uh, of six months. Wow, that's what you'd think. You never thought it would be that much. You wouldn't, and, uh, but uh, it's absolutely true. Uh, the cases support it. Um, so you know, if you're let go and you've only been there for a couple of years, it does not mean you're entitled to uh, or, or disentitled to a, sever- a nice severance package. We'll take a uh, short break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Want to give us a call anytime, severancepaycalculator.com. Use that tool. Still a, a few minutes to get through here. You need a chat. You can do so. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. Check out uh, com. We're talking about clarifying misconceptions when it comes to respect to severance. Uh, being quote-unquote on contract means you don't get severance. Explain that one. So some people work on uh, you know, contracts, whether it's for a couple months or, right. or, or a year, and um, they think they're not entitled to severance pay. And you know, if you're on a legitimate fixed-term contract for a one-year project, um, then that's true. You're not going to get uh, severance pay. Or uh, if you if you do, there's going to be some type of uh, you know notice provision in the contract because right. it's just intended to be for one year. Um, but you see a lot of situations where someone works for the same company um, every year and they sign a new contract basically annually, right. just you know reconfirming. In perpetuity, that. like that just keeps happening. Yeah. Right. So you know, I've seen some where it's you know ten years. <laughs> In a row, they sign the same contract, and um, and then the company lets them go, and they say, "Well, you're on contract. You knew this was ending." No, sir. No. no. Um, so, if it's a you know if it's a legitimate fixed term contract, it happens once, maybe twice. Um, that's fine for the employer; they can do that. But once you get start, start getting into three, four consecutive you know contracts, you're just going to be viewed as a normal employee, and you're going to be entitled to the same amount of severance pay as everyone else. So, if you have ten years of service. Uh, despite the fact you signed 10 contracts uh, saying that you're a contractual employee, you're still going to be uh, entitled to severance pay based on your 10 years of service and not just one. Generally speaking, if you've got, say, as you said, a one-year contract and nine months, uh, 10 months in, the uh, the company pulls the plug, what happens at that point? So, um, I mean, it really depends. If it's your first year, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're probably best to just go after the remainder of the contract, which would be, you know, at nine months, you get three months. Do they have to pay out the rest of the contract? Or would in, that be something in the contract or provision? So they could have a provision in there that would right. uh, allow them to terminate early. Okay. But if that provision's unenforceable for any reason, so if that's not a legitimate provision, um, which a lot of them aren't, um, you would be entitled to the balance of the contract. Um, all, and the alternative, you'd argue that you know you're you're an employee like everyone else, mm-hmm. um, that you're not on a you know these fixed term contracts, and you'd get common law severance pay. Um, so uh, it, it just depends on the circumstances. It depends on how many how many years you've been there and how many contracts you've signed. 
We're talking about misconceptions when it comes to respect to uh, to your severance. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell is the number to call. So uh, you try and get severance, but uh, you're going to burn bridges with your former employee. A lot of people don't go after it because of that reason, right? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's very common. And uh, I'll often uh, speak to people who are just let, uh, they were just let go. They're, they lost their job. Um, I explained to them uh, that the severance package was, uh, you know, terrible. Um, right. you know, they've confirmed that. They've looked on the severance pay calculator. They've, they've talked to their friends and family. Uh, and they know it's going to take them a long time to get a new job. And they've been given a very small severance package. But um, the main concern is that, uh, oh, I'm going to offend my former employer. I'm going to, it's going to help, you know, hurt me in the job search process. And uh, I can, I can say I, I, that doesn't happen very often. Um, you know, companies let people go for a business decision, right? In most cases, um, they're doing it because it's, you know, they're, they're acting in the best interest of their organization right. in their view. Um, and you have to do the same if you're let go. Um, you've just been let go. You're without income. You need to be able to get, uh, you know, the maximum of severance pay possible uh, to allow you to look for work. And uh, so you don't, you're not in a situation where you're without income. Um, and in fact, in most of these cases, um, not only are we able to improve the severance package, but a key factor is getting some type of a, uh, a letter of reference. That's um, nice. Cover so, you in the back end, right? Yeah, it's, it's the exact opposite of um, you know burning bridges or offending your employer. We're we're also going to be able to get you some type of uh, you know positive letter that is going to help you get a new job uh, and ensure that the employer is going to uh, you know give a reference in accordance mm-hmm. with that uh, you know that letter. Emails, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Gary wrote in uh, just a short time ago, says, I've received a few warnings over the last three years with respect to my work performance. How many warnings does my employer have to provide me before they can let me go for cause? So there's no magic uh, you know, magic number there. It's, I can't say, you know, there's four warnings and uh, you you're know, out three, the door. Yeah, three strikes, yeah. you're out. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, as we've talked about earlier on this show, uh, as, as you know, John, uh, very difficult to establish uh, cause, um, uh, especially for work performance, which uh, according to Gary's email, uh, that was the issue there. Right. Um, so if you've only received a few email or a, a few uh, warnings over a period of three years, it is going to be very, very difficult to establish cause. I could see if there were, th- you know, a couple different warnings over the last few months for different, uh, different issues that were, uh, you know, serious misconduct. Um, maybe they would have cause there, but uh, performance concerns, um, a, a few warnings over three years, uh, it isn't going to do it. Um, but uh, you know, I, I'd want to look at the at the warnings um, and uh, and see what was said um, because that could change the analysis. And it's always good, as uh, we've mentioned in past shows, that with these warnings, it's good to uh, send your own rebuttal, saying, you know, I recognize it, but I don't agree with it, so on and so forth. Rather than writing, right? Yeah, Have that on of, your record. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of people I speak to, they're saying, you know, the employ- my employer is trying to make me sign this. I'm not right. going to do it. And um, I mean, to in in one sense, you shouldn't sign it to say that you agree. With it, so if they're trying to get you to sign it and say yes, I agree with this, um, you you shouldn't do that. Acknowledgement's different. Acknowledging getting the letter is okay. You mm-hmm. can sign that. But what I always recommend is that yeah, to provide a, a rebuttal or basically a response. Um, and in that, you can address you know you can give your side of the story, right. uh, address the concerns you have, and I think importantly, you can clarify or ask for clarification on the on what they're looking for and ask for uh, you know assistance in improving your performance and meeting their standards because uh, a lot of the time what we see with these um, cause terminations, especially performance, is it's just um, there's a lack of communication sometimes. Mm-hmm. So the employer has certain standards or certain expectations, and the employee doesn't know those. 
And that's a lot of the time what happens there. Is, and, and that leads to a cause termination, and uh, it can be avoided if there's clear communication. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll take a couple minutes break here. Get back if you have a few minutes to get your calls in still till we go to 8 o'clock. This is the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. We come back again, of course, on Wednesdays. We'll tackle uh, some more emails and dependent contractors after a short break. Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640. About 7.55 here, our man Dave Vaughn from the firm takes us through Monday nights here in the Employment Hour. We'll get to a uh, one more email here before we touch on uh, dependent contractors. Misty writes in and says, after I was let go, I uh, signed my termination paperwork without speaking to a lawyer because I was very emotional under a lot of stress. I think my severance offer was not good. It was uh, fell short of what it should be. Is there anything I can do about it? That's a tough situation, yeah. uh, Misty. But uh, so... And most uh, most likely in this uh, termination paperwork, there was a severance package that missed you, uh, that you accepted, and a uh, a release that says you know this is what you're accepting this uh, severance pay, um, and you can't uh, you know you're you're not entitled to any more. Um, and in most cases, that's going to that's that's all stick. she wrote. Yeah, um, you're not going to get anything more from that. Now there are some situations, and it sounds like this could be one of them, where um, the employer applies uh, you know. Pressure, undue pressure to the uh, to the employee to sign the uh, paperwork doesn't give them an opportunity to sign or to get uh, independent legal advice, and uh, you, that could be uh, unenforceable, and you could actually get more severance pay uh, if that's the case. And uh, that's why it's important for uh, if you're an employer that if you are letting someone go, you need to give them a decent amount of time to uh, you know. To take, ruminate and get through it, right? Yeah, you yeah. can't just give them the uh, termination letter and release and say, here, sign this like now. before you leave now. Yeah. Always give them time to go seek uh, independent legal advice. And you can even mention that in the letter that, uh, you know, you've been given you're be, you've been given a week to review this. Uh, we encourage you to seek uh, independent legal advice. Um, the other thing I would want to, uh, to know uh, from Misty is whether the severance package was, um, you know, more than her ESA minimum... Uh, entitlements. Mm-hmm. Because if right. all she got was the minimum standards under the Employment Standards Act, then the release would not be enforceable because every employee gets that. Um, so you can't sign a release in exchange for that. So um, Misty, give us a call and uh, we'll be able to uh, you know, really uh, figure out if you are entitled to more severance pay based on the, uh, the termination paperwork and the release being unenforceable. Yeah, I mean, she didn't. we always talk about the three pieces of uh, material or pieces of uh, information we need for the calculator. That would be her age, length of employment, and position. doesn't provide any of those, but it would be worth her calling and seeing uh, exactly what that would be, right? It would, because this sounds like a very, uh, very difficult and unfortunate situation. I'm, I just hope that uh, hope we can help her and hope she wasn't uh, taken advantage of. Yeah, you did mention there as well that quite often employees will say, you know, uh, you know, it's Friday. You know, here, come back within a week and, and tell us what you've done. Now, that is not legally the case. You legally have two years to seek advice, right? You wouldn't take it, but you have two years. No, you have two years from the time uh, you're, you're let go or notified of the termination to pursue a matter in court. Um, you know, obviously, it's it's probably best to move as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you need to uh, you know you need to take the time to uh, you know let it sink yeah, in. Yeah, don't panic. Friday afternoon at five, relax. Yeah, right? and I'll speak to people quite often where you know on a Friday they say, "Well, I, I got this last month on Monday, and I have to have it returned by Monday at five p.m. So I need to uh, make my decision quickly." I always tell tell those people, you know, you, your entitlements don't change at five o'clock on Monday. Right. 
Um, the severance pay you're owed is the severance pay you're owed. Uh, it's based on the usual factors, age, years of service, position. And, you know, the employer is going to try to, uh, you know, set a deadline and apply some pressure mm-hmm. um, and make it difficult on you to get advice because then, uh, you know, if you don't know uh, what if it's a bad severance package, you know, you're just going to sign it. And Better lot, for them. Yeah, and a lot of people do. I'll speak to people quite often who... Uh, they just say, you know, I, this is too much pressure. Uh, I don't want to lose the package that was offered to me. The deadline's, you know, today at five. So I'm just going to sign it. And that's despite the fact that I've told them, um, you know, you're entitled to a lot more severance pay. Right. Um, they've gone to the severance pay calculator. They see the difference. And um, they, they do uh, succumb to that uh, that pressure. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Good way to end it. Check out that tool anytime. It's been around for about three years and hundreds of thousands, literally, of people have checked it out and used it to their benefit. Next time, which will be Wednesday here at 7 o'clock, Employment Hour. Again, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior or Lior, L-I-O-R, at EmploymentHour.com. Till next time, Wednesday night, right here on Talk Radio, AM 640.